and neat aspirants i hope everyone is extremely fine one thing i'd like to tell all of you guys is i started this podcast just because i was i was too bored in my quarantine and with the exams being postponed due to this covid pandemic i was in no mood and i did not have any will to you know open the same ncrt book and read it but still i was scoring less in my exams and so i needed to so i thought of a plan that let, let's start a podcast you know it will be fun to make and then i i'll be helping my fellow aspirants to prepare for it side by side and the the kind of love that you guys showed thank you very much for that you know there's so many international listeners to this podcast i was surprised you know ranging from australia to the us to japan to nepal and there's so many countries so thank you guys and to all those international pod, uh, listeners who don't know what neat stands for it's n double e t which which stands for national eligibility entrance test and it is the national level exam for to for anybody to get into the medical field like to get into the mbbs which is the course you do to get a doc to become a doctor So this is the exam and guys uh, we've got an NCERT books like it's a series of books so biology so this is what it is okay so i hope everyone is listening to it and i'm uh, sorry for boring you guys but i needed to thank you a lot and uh, share this podcast with your friends or any fellow classmates or even someone who's younger than you maybe it'll help them um thank you very much guys welcome to this podcast Today we'll be dealing with the chapter mineral nutrition. First of all, if you've got your NCERT books, you must know that this chapter is like there's there are no concepts in this chapter to make you understand. It's more it's more of a like a learning chapter. You have to learn the um, different minerals and the characteristics and the scientist name. So I'm I'm just trying to make you remember that. Okay, so I'll be repeating the same examples again. to get it registered in your mind so without further ado let's start mineral nutrition the basic needs of all living organisms are essentially the same they require macro molecules such as the carbohydrates proteins and fats and water and minerals for their growth and development this chapter mainly focuses on the inorganic plant nutrition and this that's why the chapter is called mineral nutrition because majority of nutrients are derived from weathering of rot rocks and weathering of rocks you know they become the minerals so now the first section <coughs> i hope everyone's keeping safe in this covid pandemic in india the situation still is not good so please do not go out till it's necessary take care of your families too uh, the weather is changing so have some immunity boosters if you can have okay take care methods oh sorry methods to study the mineral requirements of plants in 1860 julius von sack a prominent german botanist you know germans are great botanists he demonstrated for the first time that plants could be grown to maturity in a defined nutrition nutrient solution in complete absence of soil complete absence of soil and this technique of growing plants in a nutrient solution came to be known as the hydroponics hydro means water of course because it's without soil so they need a kind of solution liquid and that's why its hydro word is there 
and the essence of all these methods involves the culture of plants in a soil-free defined mineral solution. These methods require purified water and mineral nutrient salt. Okay, so this was Julius von Sachs who was a German botanist and by this method essential elements were identified and their deficiency symptoms discovered. Hydroponics had been successfully employed as a technique for the commercial production of vegetables such as tomatoes, seedless cucumber and lettuce. It must be emphasized that the nutrient solutions must be adequately aerated to obtain the optimum growth. Okay, now the second section says essential mineral elements. So in fact, you know more than 60 elements of the 105 discovered so far are found in different plants. More than 60 in the 105 discovered. So that's huge. And some plant species accumulate selenium, some other accumulate gold, while some other growing near the nuclear test sites take up radioactive strontium. Okay, and there are techniques that are able to detect the minerals even at a very low concentration. And what does the very low concentration mean? That means 10 to the power minus 8 gram per, I mean per milliliter. So, you know, if like all the diverse mineral elements are present in a plant, so we have to know that which are the essential and which are non-essential and what is the criteria. So the second section is, I mean third section is the criteria for essentiality. This was given by Arnon and Stout. It is important because it's been asked in questions. It's not mentioned in NCERT. If it's not, then please guys write it down. Arnon and Stout. So they gave up three criteria for essentiality of an element. The first one being the element must be absolutely necessary for supporting normal growth and reproduction in whose absence like in whose absence the plants do not complete their life cycles or set the seed so that's absolutely vital for the plants growth and reproduction that element is an essential element according to the first criteria the second criteria is the requirement of the element must be specific and irreplaceable by any other element. In other words, deficiency of any one element cannot be met by supplying some other. So they are irreplaceable. You know, you they need just that element. Otherwise, they'll they will they'll show the deficiency symptoms or they won't grow. Okay that and the third criteria is the element must be directly involved in the metabolism of the plant as we read through the chapter we'll come to know that there's some elements which are not required for the metabolism but are required for different other functions so they are not essential now based on all these criteria only a few elements have been found to be absolutely essential for plant growth and metabolism and they are further divided into two broad categories based on their quantitative requirements macronutrients and micronutrients mind you they both are essential so it's just the amount is this the quantity quantitative requirement that is the basis of the division between them but they both are equally important because they're essential now in this we first have got macronutrients so macro means excessive so macronutrients are present in plant tissues in large amounts large amounts means in excess of 10 millimole per kg of dry matter 
I think you've opened your NCERT book because this chapter you just have to learn stuff. Okay, so I think it's it'll be better if you open your NCERT and I'm, I'll be speaking along. So things would be you know two senses. You'll be hearing it. You'll be reading it. So two senses would be doing the same thing, and that's when the flow happens. That's when things gets into your mind. <coughs> I'm sorry. The micronutrients include. carbon hydrogen oxygen nitrogen phosphorus sulfur potassium calcium and magnesium of these carbon hydrogen and oxygen are mainly obtained from co2 and h2o while the others are absorbed from the soil as mineral nutrition micronutrients also known as trace elements are needed in very small amounts which is less than 10 millimole per kg of dry matter and these include iron manganese copper molybdenum zinc boron chlorine and nickel and in addition in addition to 17 essential elements which we have named above which i've told above there's some non essential elements and non essential elements are also called as beneficial because they're not they're not vital for survival but they are helpful okay and the examples being sodium silicon cobalt and selenium because they are required by the higher plants for higher purposes not just growth and metabolism but for different purposes okay so essential elements can be grouped into four broad categories based on their diverse functions so f- like prior to this we have category we have divided essential elements into two types macronutrients and micronutrients based on their quantitative requirements but what we are going to do right now we are going to differentiate essential elements into four broad categories based on their diverse functions what are these functions okay so first function is essential i'm sorry i'm i'm not a professional i'm saying it again and again i'm just trying to you know make my time productive for me and you too so please for all my mistakes i'm totally sorry i apologize uh i hope you understand because you are young as me are you joking uh okay isn't okay do guys do you do you meditate or do you do something for your soul or for your mental health i mean if you don't then there's so many podcasts on this spotify and all for meditation for mental peace you can listen to them or you can actually write a journal or you can talk to yourself you know self talk helps do not feel sad or bad or do not feel lost because everyone's lost you know this world is a big world and everyone who's come on this earth has has got lost at least once even the great buddha you uh, know the enlightened one he was lost so life is like that you have to sometimes get lost to find yourself you know uh, in a time of crisis you'll find the best version of yourself which you you know a smooth sea never made a skillful sailor that's so true the ancient wisdom okay i'm sorry i'm diverting from the chapter uh guys okay first essential uh, first category is essential elements as components of biomolecules and hence the structural elements of cells in this uh, we've got carbon hydrogen oxygen and nitrogen essential elements as components of energy related 
chemical compounds in plants. We've got magnesium in chlorophyll and phosphorus in ATP, essential elements that activate or inhibit enzymes. Like magnesium is an activator for both like rubisco and pepkase, rubisco and pepkase, magnesium, and zinc is an activator of alcohol dehydrogenase, and molybdenum is an activator of uh, nitrogenase during nitrogen metabolism. So this was the third criteria and the fourth criteria is some essential elements can alter the osmotic potential of a cell. In this the potassium is there, chlorine is there. So they are essential too. So now we will talk about the roles. Okay, The role of macronutrients and micronutrients. So essential elements perform several functions. They participate in various metabolic processes in the plant cells such as permeability of cells and cell membrane and maintenance of osmotic concentration of cell electron transport system buffering action enzymatic activity and they also act as major constituents of macromolecules and cone enzymes so now this page is i mean two pages are very important and i think uh, we'll end the podcast here because you need to learn them okay learn them by your heart or soul or whatever it is so guys take a deep breath and now we're gonna start it okay so nitrogen this is the essential nutrient element required by plants in the greatest amount it is absorbed mainly and main it is absorbed mainly as nitrates though some are also taken as nitrites or amino acids i mean ammonia sorry amino acids and is 4 plus nitrogen is required by all parts of the plant particularly the meristematic tissues and the metabolically active cells nitrogen is one of the major constituents of proteins nucleic acids vitamins and hormones second one is phosphorus it's absorbed mainly by plant from soil in the form of phosphate ions either H2PO4- or HPO4-2-. Phosphorus is a constituent of cell membranes, certain proteins, all nucleic acids and nucleotides and is required for all phosphorylation reactions because phosphorus is phosphorus. Potassium, okay. Potassium, it is absorbed as a potassium ions which is k plus in plants this is required in more abundant quantities in the meristematic tissues buds leaves and root tips potassium helps to maintain an anion cation balance in cells and is involved in protein synthesis protein synthesis oh opening and closing of stomata this is important and activation of enzymes and in the maintenance of the turgidity of cells i know it's damn boring for you guys to listen to it but you have to learn it what can i do can i do anything can i do anything can i do anything oh no i cannot okay uh, so guys what are your thoughts about the postponement of ex- because you know the two petitions have been filed in the supreme court and all that is happening over youtube uh, there's so many suggestions do you think that it should be postponed because the condition is not favorable it's not conducive for the exam to happen a national exam which means 16 lakhs aspirants 
1.6 million people uh, giving the exam and then all their parents their guardians their everyone's still danger um, and the covid pandemic is on the rise in india guys so i don't know what's important i'm just bored but still i do not want to risk my life and my family's life and conducting exam in such a scenario would be uh, i think it will be a homicide seriously i mean sorry genocide even more than that worse than that you know 16 lakhs aspirant plus their mom dad plus their grandparents plus their uh, younger siblings uh, that's stupid to conduct exam in such a condition calcium <laughs> the talk was just to wake you up calcium plants absorb calcium from the soil in the form of calcium ions calcium is required by mesenchymatic and differentiating tissues during cell division it is used in the synthesis of cell wall particularly as calcium pectin in the middle lamella it is also needed during the formation of phycotic spindle calcium accumulates in older leaves it is involved in the normal functioning of the cell membranes it activates certain enzymes and plays an important role in regulating metabolic activities next one is magnesium it is absorbed by plants in the form of mg2 plus it activates the enzymes of respiration photosynthesis and are involved in the synthesis of dna and rna Magnesium is a constituent of the ring structure of chlorophyll and helps to maintain the ribosome structure which is called the polysome polysome sulfur plants obtain sulfur in the form of sulfate SO4- sulfur is present in two amino acids those are cysteine and methionine and it is the main constituent of several coenzymes vitamins vitamins such as thiamine biotin and coenzyme a and ferritoxin now we've got iron plants absorb iron in the form of ferric which is fe3 plus ions this question has came in the aims or need i think previous year question and it is required in larger amounts in comparison to other micronutrients which one iron okay 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 chow edio sum done okay it is an important constituent of proteins which iron is an important constituent of protein involved in the transfer of electrons like ferritoxin and cytochromes it is reversibly oxidized from fe3 plus from fe2 plus to fe3 plus during electron transfer it activates catalase enzyme and is essential in the formation of chlorophyll manganese it is absorbed in the form of manganese ions which is mn2 plus it activates many enzymes involved in photosynthesis respiration and nitrogen metabolism the best defined function of manganese is in the splitting of water to liberate oxygen during photosynthesis zinc plants obtain zinc as zn2 plus ions zinc activates various enzymes especially carboxylases it is also needed in the synthesis of oxen ta 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 i hope you're not bored i'm trying to be fun trying to act out a bit 
but it's good i like it ha okay copper it is absorbed as cupric ions which is co2 plus it is essential for the overall metabolism in plants like iron it is associated with certain enzymes involved in redox reactions and is reversibly oxidized from co plus to co2 plus boron it is absorbed as bo3 3 minus or b4o7 2 minus boron is required for uptake and utilization of ca2 plus which is calcium membrane functioning pollen germination cell elongation cell differentiation and carbohydrate translocation so boron is very important molybdenum plants obtain it in the form of molybdate ions which is mo O2 2 plus it is a component of several enzymes including nitrogenase and nitrate reductase both of which participate in nitrogen metabolism chlorine it is absorbed in the form of chloride ion i mean an ion cl minus along with na plus and k plus it helps in determining the solute concentration and anion cation balance in cells it is essential for the water splitting reaction in photosynthesis like manganese and this is a reaction which leads to oxygen evolution so manganese and chlorine have special places in our hearts because they lead to oxygen evolution okay now deficiency symptoms of essential elements so the concentration of essential elements below which plant growth is retarded is termed as critical concentration the element is said to be deficient when present below the critical concentration and each element has one or more specific structural or functional role in plant in the absence of any particular element plants show certain morphological changes these morphological changes are indicative of certain elements deficiencies and thus are called deficiency symptoms so for any for elements that are actively mobilized within the plant and exported to young developing tissues the deficiency symptoms tend to appear first in the older tissues like for the example all the deficiency symptoms of nitrogen potassium and magnesium are visible first in senescent leaves in older leaves biomolecules containing these elements are broken down making these elements available for mobilizing to younger leaves the deficiency symptoms tend to appear first in the young tissues whenever the elements are relatively immobile and are transported out of the mature organs for example in elements such as sulfur and calcium and these are a part of the structural component of the cell and cannot be mobilized easily so now the kind of deficiency symptoms shown in plants include chlorosis necrosis stunted plant growth premature fall of leaves and birds and inhibition of cell division so chlorosis is the loss of chlorophyll leading to yellowing of leaves and this is caused by the deficiency of the elements like n k s m o m g f e m n z n you have to learn it so nitrogen potassium magnesium sulfur iron manganese zinc and molybdenum whereas in necrosis means necrosis which is the death of a tissue particularly leaf tissue is due to deficiency of calcium mag- magnesium copper and potassium c a m g c u k 
lack or low level of nksmo nitrogen potassium sulfur and molybdenum causes an inhibition of cell division some elements like nsmo nitrogen sulfur molybdenum delay flowering if their concentration in plants is low so deficiency of any element can cause multiple symptoms and that the same symptoms may be caused by deficiency of one or several different elements so identify to identify the deficient element one has to study all the symptoms developed in all the various parts of the plant and compare them with the available standard tables and we also must be aware that different plants also respond differently to the deficiency of the same element got it i'm trying to make it fun guys it's very boring you know toxicity of micronutrients the requirement of micronutrients is always in low amounts while their moderate decrease causes the deficiency symptoms and a moderate increase causes toxicity you know toxicity is such a word these days toxicity in relationships toxic girlfriend toxic boyfriend and all that oh toxicity god stay away from toxicity it's on the internet all over okay not listen to toxic people do not consume toxic news okay any mineral iron concentration in tissues that reduces reduces the dry weight of tissues by about 10% is considered toxic and anything that reduces that reduces your mental health by 10% is also called toxic in a different sense okay so toxicity levels for any elements also vary for different plants many a times excess of an element may inhibit the uptake of another another element like the example given is the prominent the prominent symptom of manganese toxicity is the appearance of brown spots surrounded by chloritic veins it is important to know that manganese competes with iron and magnesium for uptake and with magnesium for binding with enzymes manganese also inhibit calcium translocation in shoot apex and therefore excess of manganese may induce deficiencies of iron magnesium and calcium so manganese toxicity may actually be the deficiency symptoms of iron manganese uh, iron magnesium and calcium it is very difficult to understand and very easy to understand too because we have to open a book and read guys please come on okay one section mechanism of absorb- absorption of elements so much of the studies on mechanism of absorption of elements by plants has been carried out in isolated cells tissues or organs and these all t- uh, studies reveal that the process of absorption can be demarcated into two main phases in the first phase an initial rapid uptake of ions into the free space or outer space of cells which is called the epoplast is passive and the second phase of uptake the ions are taken slowly into the inner space which is the symplast of cells and this is active the passive movement of ions into the epoplast usually occurs through ion channels 
which are the transmembrane proteins that function as selective pores on the other hand the entire exit of ions to and from the symplast requires the expenditure of metabolic energy which is an active process and this movement of ions is like the movement of ions is usually called flux and the inward movement is called influx outward movement is called efflux Uh, in the previous chapter transport in plants i've told you in detail about epoplast passive movement and symplast active movement gasparian strips suberine endodermis i think you remember the terms so guys here i'll end this podcast it's been about uh, about an hour in the next chapter we'll de- in the next podcast we'll deal about translocation of solutes soil as is the void of essential elements and the metabolism of on uh, nitrogen that nitrogen cycle and all that and rest the chapter is over this chapter is just for you to learn i'm sorry if i offended you or if you th- think that you wasted your time i've got a table here maybe i'll read it out okay so non mineral mac okay so let me take a break uh, you guys go have fun for one second okay mm. i'm drinking water i'm tired my throat is tired actually okay So non non mineral macro essential nutrients are CHO carbon hydrogen oxygen mineral macro essential nutrients are Mg magnesium Ca calcium N nitrogen S sulfur P phosphorus K potassium mineral micro essential nutrients are Fe ferrous iron uh, Mn manganese Zn zinc cu copper b boron mo molybdenum cl chlorine ni nickel non essential mind you non essential non essential nutrients are also called beneficial nutrients these are na which is sodium si silicon sc selenium co cobalt elements found in all different types of plants is more than 60 out of the 105 discovered animals and total essential elements are 17 including the macro and the micro non essential are four most necessary mineral nutrient is nitrogen the macronutrient required for all organic compounds but is not obtained by plants from soil is carbon and the importance of both Uh, micronutrients and macronutrients is same because they are both essential it's just the quantitative requirement difference so guys here i'll end this podcast i hope everyone is extremely well and taking good care of yourself your health and your family members too stay safe in this covid pandemic guys please and if the international people are listening please guys pray for india so that we recover from that and uh, our exams happen and we get out of this home thing we have been locked since march here and we want to get to college and start our new fresh lives and you know all those people doctors and uh, soldiers and government officials uh, like i salute to everyone who's working out there for us for our living standards we as students should do only one thing which is necessary for us which is to study so that tomorrow we can actually contribute to the nation's growth and our independence day is also coming guys india's independence day on 15th august 
so a nationalism feeling should run through every vein of the pers- every person of this country i think mm. yeah i believe in being a global citizen but first of all i'm an indian okay with that note we sign off for the day thank you very much guys everyone listen to this uh bye bye and need 2020 focus Ooh.